Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. One. Hello, America, and our friends around the world who are our partners in freedom as well. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges, and we are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. We would make a request that because we come to you a lot on digital platforms that you would share our work because uh, too many people still just watch the mainstream media. Let's help them out and give them a dose of reality. Um, our guest, as you can, um, you, you know, is uh, Pat Wood, and we're going to get to Pat in just a second. But, you know, I do a lot of talking about creating parallel economies and not feeding the beast that's enslaving us, mainly back BlackRock asset-managed companies like the big box stores. And part of that is getting your money out of the system as much as you can. You can't do it entirely, and I get that. But if you have IRAs, 401ks tied to the bank, the Dodd-Frank Law 2010 says they can take it because you're an unsecured creditor. They can do the same thing with your bank accounts. So, you know, I teamed up with Noble Gold to advertise for them six years ago. I've been a customer for five. And, and really, listen, I sleep better at night knowing that I'm more protected than most people. I, I can't say I can cover all eventualities. I don't think anybody can. But you can really help yourself by getting out of the system as much as you can, keep operating capital in the bank, and let Noble Gold take care of your nest egg. They'll give it under your control. Banks lose control. You'll back it with gold that's held its value for 6,000 years. And I highly endorse them. Now I have to give you an FTC warning. All investments carry inherent risk and past performance cannot be construed with future expectation. We agree with giving that warning. We wholly do. Too bad FTX didn't have to give that warning as they were raising $40 million for the Democratic Party. But we do the right thing here. But I will tell you this. Remember, five-year customer. DaveHodgesGold.com is where you go to find out more. DaveHodgesGold.com. Or if you feel the sense of urgency that a lot of people do, call them at 877-646-5347-877. Six four six five three four seven, and they are the generous sponsor of this show. Pat, good to see you, my friend. I'm glad to hear that you're back in good health. You're looking great. Yes, uh, thank you. You yes. look terrific. Um, it's been it's been really good. It's been a hard um, slog, you know, but uh, I'm back and got all my marbles <laughs> by, well, by and large. Of course, some, some people say I didn't have any marbles in the first place, but. <laughs> well, I think to do this work, you have to have lost some of your common sense. We all do. Because um, <laughs> because nothing good comes out of doing this work. I've been denied employment, and and as you know, I got banned from uh, YouTube, and they still haven't told me why. Um, so uh, that's okay. I'm having fun over on other mediums here, and I'm not restricted to what I can say. 
Vaccines right. suck. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> so, but Pat, you're looking good and it's really great to have you back. And just because we have a, a lot of new people in our audience, let me just say this as a point of reference. I first became aware of Pat in 1980 when um, one of my students' fathers gave me a copy of the book that Pat co-wrote with the late Anthony Sutton called Trilaterals Over Washington. And, you know, coming out of an intelligence background family, my dad did some high-level Navy stuff. Um, you know, I knew some things. And my dad and I had a few discussions, but I really wasn't in tune. I was living my life trying to build my young career. I was just newly out of college and and I read this book, and I go, holy crap, man, we could be in trouble. And it was a landmark book, and this is where Pat first got my attention. And then he was our partner with us uh, in helping the Yuma farmers and me uh, regain our property rights from the McCain Mafia, as we discovered who was really behind it. But, uh, Pat, we've had a long association. I value it. And everything that you've been saying about technocracy is coming into play. In fact, if anything, Pat, this is not a criticism, you may have had the time when you started talking about technocracy on my show and in your book and on your other shows that you appear on. I think you might have understated it a little bit because you were being conservative and sticking closely to the facts you could prove. Um, it's gotten bad and it's going to yeah. get a lot worse. So I'm going to leave it to you. Opening starting point on concerns you have going into the new year. Wow. <clears throat> well, you're right. Uh, technocracy has really. Uh, risen to the top at this point, in my opinion, in my yes. opinion, anyway, some people still don't get it, but that they never will uh, until the freight train hits them, <laughs> then they'll get it. Um, <laughs> what, what I'm worried out about right now uh, is not really all of the other distractions that are obvious. Uh, a lot of people are, uh, talking about 2024 in terms of uh, black swan events. I see it all over. I just did a search on that. I found it all over the place. Everybody's talking about black swan. I just, I don't, I'm not going to go there because we don't know the future, uh, you know, in detail. And in any case, uh, the speculation would have been a, whether it be a civil war or whatever, you know, that this is speculation at this point. But um, what really worries me today, two things. Last year, you might have caught this, uh, my article where the main uh, meeting of the Trilateral Commission was held in India this year, or last year. And at that meeting, uh, one of the members of the Trilateral Commission stood up, gave a speech, and this was what was taken away from it. He says, this year, 2023, is year one of this new global order. <laughs> that just hit me right right here because of my work with the trilateral commission you know they 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 were the ones that said we're going to create a new international economic order that's what they said all over the literature back in this those days fast forward 50 years here we are now they're they're 
proclaiming that yet last year was year one. Okay, what what does that mean? Well, that signaled all the forces of hell, in my, my opinion, to get with it now, to enforce what the the super the superstructure they put put up to enforce everything um, to make this new world order come into play. I believe very strongly that this is technocracy. I've argued for that for so many years now. It is not Marxism. It's not communism. Right. It's not socialism. It's all altogether different. Pat, if you were to summarize what technocracy is in a definitive statement like you'd see in a dictionary, what would it be? Yeah. Well, number one, it was a, a social system in the sense that they wanted to control and manipulate people. Beyond that, they wanted to grab all the resources. We see this now everywhere. They wanted to, they, they wanted to take all prop, private property away from people and put it into a global common trust to be managed by them where we have no access to the resources that in that uh, are there and this these these the word these the the resources that are su- supposed to take care of the human population they don't want to do that they want to uh, uh, you know take it offline where you and I cannot have benefit for it from it so in any case um this resource-based economic system that was cooked up in the 1930s, uh, this is what we see today as just sustainable development. It's exactly the same thing. It's, you know, when I say exactly, it's almost tit for tat the same thing from the, from the, uh, the, the, the writings and stuff of the early technocrats in the 1930s. Um, so <clears throat> when you look at what Klaus Schwab is talking about, stake, stakeholder capitalism, um, sustainable development, etc., when the Tratado Commission gave the, the proclamation that last year was first year, first year of the new, new or world order, that just signaled all over the place for all these 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 scumbags, in my opinion, to just launch attack after attack after attack to kill America and all the freedoms we have and to take it take it all. Um, so n- this year, twenty twenty four, is the second year of the new world order. In their their mind, that means there's going to be big trouble this year. I can't. I'm not going to speculate totally, but uh, this means big trouble for us because they're they're bringing the hammer down now. For all these years, they haven't done it. Now they're going to bring it bring it back bring it the hammer down. We see. Buildings. I'm looking at the skyscrapers, uh, skyscrapers behind me here. When you see a, a a building go up like that, it didn't just happen yesterday. It took years. 
<laughs> financing, permits, you know, architecture, all that kind of stuff. Getting getting tenants lined up. It takes years for a build, building that size to go up. You you see it, and all of a sudden it, sh- it shoots up, and you go, "Wow, where'd that come from? I didn't didn't know that was going to come." Um, this is the way they planned this this uh, system to now to um, to um, well, let me put it this way: they've created the infrastructure for it. It took years to do this. Since even go back to 1973, even, but it's taken years for them to get this to, to this point where they can put the key in the lock and turn it. All of the things that we see now are going to come up 20, 24, 25, 26, 27, leading up to. 2030, that's the big trigger word, the the, the date for uh, the United Nations, they say. Um, they, we're going to see the, this structure of a new world order being erected right before my, our right. eyes. It's going to be visible, it's going to be real, tangible, and it's going to be completely mean spirited <laughs> no yeah i agree <laughs> for, for everybody you know i appreciate the fact that you want to stick to the facts and and have a minimal amount of speculation but i'm wondering if it isn't also prudent to look at the big things that they talk about because they've been predictors in the past let me give you an example event 201 bill gates we're going to have a pandemic then they do event 201 to rehearse for covid and then voila we have covid and and as I look at this, and I want you to kind of choose, pick and yeah. choose where you want to go, or all three. Um, my one of my broadcast partners, Doug Thornton, uh, XDHS supervisor, he's been talking grid down for two years, and he thinks this is a way that they may avoid the twenty twenty four election speculation. But I think it's logical. Pandemic is still being discussed. In fact, New York just passed that rule two thirteen, and it made it yeah. through the courts, and they can come and jail you and call it a medical facility. Uh, you have no rights, no appeal. You don't have to be diagnosed. And then, of course, there's also the specter of war. Uh, but I will say this, Pat. I'm convinced they're not going to release a pandemic, even though they've released Ebola vaccines. They started in Denver on November 27th, Denver Post article, also on Twitter. Um, I don't think they're going to do a pandemic until Russia is neutralized because Russia wouldn't tolerate it. They'll go nuclear. Don't you agree? Could be, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know, this, this thing, uh, the, the, uh, the thing that's going to come up this year is going to be, uh, the WHO, the World Organ- uh, Health Organizations, um, they're going to try it anyway, uh, to get this treaty in place where they can dictate all health policy throughout yes. the world. Um, when this is in place, I think that at that point, they will pull probably they'll pull a trigger on a neck the next pandemic whatever it might be i agree they got to get it in place pat excuse me if i miss something but i know a treaty has to pass the senate by a two-thirds vote yes and it looks like biden may have skipped it unless i was asleep when the senate passed it what do you know about that well i know there there's a difference the difference between a treaty and an agreement 
is that the agreement only has to have uh, 50% of the Senate vote. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to BarrierGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time the common sense show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow for example they've got half off my pillow bed sheets more than half off their slippers their sandals their mattresses their topper covers women's lingerie now, they have extremely great products as you all know Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to MyPillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. MyPillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Whereas a treaty has to get uh, uh, two-thirds, I think it it is, um, to pass. Is there Um, a difference between the force of law that an agreement is less binding or more binding than a treaty? Is there a distinction? Actually, it really isn't. (laughs) There's a big they just changed the they changed the name and the rules. Um, this was going all the way back to 1974, when the, right after the Trilateral Commission was formed, <laughs> they just uh, slipped that one in. <laughs> um, most of the significant stuff that's um, had been shoveled at us has been ad- agreements, not treaties. 
you know, NAFTA, CAFTA, uh, you remember those? Yes, uh, very well. Agreements. Um, the uh, the uh, global warming agreement was agreement, not a treaty. Uh, so, you know, this this is the sleight of hand is all it been. You know, it just drives me crazy. But, yeah, that that's that's how they done the slip slipped it through. So some some as I understand it, when when who agreement finally gets finalized, um, some some nations are going to sign on to it as a treaty. Period. We and maybe other governments, too, we will not sign a treaty, but rather an agreement. Go figure. I mean, it just doesn't I, I make any sense. But I, I think there's a constitutional basis to challenge that. Oh, totally, totally. And even you know, the law now says an agreement is a thing that can get passed. But nevertheless, when you change the the, the law of the land and cede sovereignty to this scurrilous group of people in the World Health Organization, you know, that they've, they've, they're laying it out exactly what they want to do to all the nations of the world. That for, free, for, for instance, free speech is done. If these people get their way, they're going to criminalize everything they say, everything we say. And when I say criminalize, it means they can reach out and touch someone, like you and me. Yeah, my feeling is this, and and uh, maybe I'm living in the past, but anything that comes from a foreign entity, I'm not listening to. I don't yeah. care if this is like sustainable development goals. I mean, let me, let me give you one that concerns me. I know they want to move us into stack and pack uh, communities called smart cities. That's no secret. And one of the things I think they're going to do to uh, encourage this is I've been reading now about how the UN and now HUD and the Department of Energy announced this on Friday that they are going to force uh, new homes and then later existing homes to come up to terms in terms of climate change output with regard to air conditioning, refrigeration, yes. and so forth. And I'm thinking the average American doesn't have $500 for a car repair bill. So I went and did some research, and there are estimates out there that vary from 10000 to 100000 about what it's going to cost to mitigate your own home. This is sustainable developmental goals. Is this part of the strategy to get us out of our homes and into these stacking packs? Oh, Totally. You know the, the the movement the movement against um, single family homes has just been horrendous. We look, at, for instance, in Mesa, Arizona, which has always been a traditional single family home community. Mm-hmm. All you know, drive down the street, any street in town, you'll see signal uh, the the signal a uh, single single um, family homes. Now we have these massive uh, apartments being uh, built. Yes. Huge. I mean, this is not the the old uh, three unit, uh, 300 unit unit uh, uh, apartment we saw maybe 20, 30 years ago. These things are less. They uh, they span a whole city block. 
just, you know, maybe three, four stories, apartments. We don't want these. We don't want these out here. I'll tell you what. This they're, they're changing the whole nature of the city. That's true. Yeah. With these apartment uh, complexes, this is does all the pressure on the homes <clears throat> is driving people into these complexes. Period. Where the, where where are they all coming through? Well, I don't know, but you know, people. You, you see people, uh, young people, whatever, want to want to exist. They, they would like to have a home, but they can't. They they end up in one of these apartment buildings. And you can see, in my opinion, but 20 years down the road, these are going to be the slums at that point, where when they get run down and they're just going to be a cesspool of humanity. Yeah, and... Related to that, not the same thing, but related to it, Biden a couple of months ago allocated $45 billion for commercial uh, conversion to realist, uh, home real estate, micro apartments, if you will, three to 500 square feet. And they're all, quote, climate change friendly. That was something they put out in their press release. In other words, you're not in a climate change home. You can't afford to be there. But we have converted commercial real estate because we've collapsed the commercial real estate industry. And you can come live here. Uh, do you think that's another strategy to get us into smart cities? Well, yeah, whether, whether w- they don't really need to drive us into sit, smart, smart cities. They're already here. They've, they've been, they've, uh, uh, they've erected that around us to where you can't move now. And nobody really has seen this because it was invisible at some, at, you know, at, at the first. But not now. Yeah, it's like you know. In fact, a Mesa uh, is getting retrofitted with a new smart meter. This is uh, we already have them already, but you no, know, now they're going to have soup uh, version two point <laughs> I don't know what it's going to do, but they're ripping all all the old, old ones off and they're putting new smart meters on. I'm sure they will have other extended capabilities. I don't know what it is yet. I'm, I'd like to find out, but they, you don't just do that because, well, why just just do the same thing over again? They're going to have new uh, expanded uh, capabilities, and you know, people just accept it. You know, say, well, you just can't. You know, too bad. Well, they just. You know, the repairman came out, said, well, that's what you have to do, you know, so everybody goes along with it. <laughs> it's just, just got to get out of get out of my house, get off my property. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, a lot of communities have opt-outs for the smart meters, and some, like Fort Collins, don't. My friend mm-hmm. Virginia Farver found that out the hard way as they came with the cops and jumped her fence without her permission. Mm-hmm. And put a new smart meter on her home. So yeah, I don't think there's going to be much choice. Mm-hmm. Um, when we look at, you know, I want to go back to one thing you said. I agree with you. The surveillance technology and smart meters are part of it, are enough to begin to enforce technocracy of the future. But they're spending a lot of uh, energy on 15 minute cities. I mean, they're beta testing it in cities in the UK like Oxford. Yes. And and they limit your travel, and you have to have a digital passport to get out, and they'll find you if you violate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
it, it seems to me there is a move to get people into congregated areas where they can control your movements. Well, the the, the concept of a 15-minute city is exactly it. This, this is a... Uh, it's, it's setting up a digital prison is what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Open-air concentration camp is what I've called it. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, this is going to be the wave of the future for sure. Uh, all you have to do is take a, you know, a string and a point and just circle on any given city where this, where it could be a 15-minute 15, 15 city. That's so easy to do and so easy today to enforce. It's just uh, whether using, um, uh, you know, geofence technology, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, s- smartphones and other type of tracking devices and stuff. So easy to implement. It's just for, for them, this is to take a cakewalk, cakewalk completely. So we're going to see this more of it. And, you know, it could happen in, in Phoenix here, probably will um, at some point. And why, why do dictators want to control movement? I mean, this is what they did in the Soviet Union, where they have the guard towers every 20 miles. Uh, why do they want to control movement so much? You know, there's probably diff- different ways to look at that. I, But... You have to control people so that they cannot congregate against you. <laughs> That's a big threat for these people, I think. Uh, I, it's kind of unstated, but um, I think they, some of them anyway, worry that there's going to be a mass uh, r- uprising of people if they can get together that they'll come after them, like happened in the French uh, Revolution, for instance, you know, off with their head. Um, I I see evidence of that, too. I totally agree with what you're saying there. They're operating out of fear, and this is why they have to strip us of everything we own so we don't have the resources to stand up. Yeah. And there's probably some other things that we could paste into this, too. Um, But... um, you know, the, the most of the people that can be com- controlled already are in city somewhere. Um, so that's uh, that's low low hanging fruit for them at this point. Just clap, you know, slap a, a lid on the cities, and you have uh, what sixty five percent of the population under your control right there, and the other forty percent. Aren't, aren't there out in the rural communities that they, they can't do anything because they can't get together, <laughs> especially if free speech is canceled this year. That's one of the other things I worry about, by the way, the United Nations is full on to, to kill free speech this year on the internet. Yes. Yeah. Well, on, everywhere. But but the internet, yes. But you know, with right now, the, the internet is really the big thing. But it's not the only thing. I think we're going to go back to a uh, paper and ink, and in the end, remember the old days of the printing presses. <laughs> yeah, but Pat, here's the deal. Okay, this records every keystroke. This record here. Let me put it here where you can see it. Yeah. This records. 
everything you say, mm-hmm. and we know it goes to the NSA. I've had people, ex-agents from the NSA like uh, Vance Davis on my show, and they say every keystroke, every word you say is recorded. There's a database file on everybody. He went so far to say, and other people told me this, there's a threat matrix score that everybody has. And in fact, one guy told me, not Vance, but an unnamed source said, Dave, do you, you have a background in psychology. You know what the MMPI is? And I said, yeah, it's a personality measure test of 440 questions, 16 scales with an aggregate score. And he said that's almost identical to what they have to a threat, a do threat assessment with the NSA. Are you aware of that, by the way? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just they, they've, they've created the, the superstructure and it's almost in place to, to lock down. There, there will be a day when, when, does, does, the, when does the when, when does the key get locked? For me, I've been saying it's when CBDC comes in and you don't control your money. What, what do you think the key is? Is when the game is over and they have total control? I don't know where. I don't know honestly. I don't know where where it's going to uh, happen. But theoretically, we know that they're they're uh, they're they're creating the superstructure. To eventually be the prison, if you will, where they put anybody in it that they want to. We know that, if, for instance, if if you cannot buy and sell, uh, you're going to be homeless pretty pretty much on the street. This would be fine with them. It's better than burning in hell. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, you know where I'm going with that comment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll starve to death before I'll burn in hell. <laughs> I, I know that's a brave statement when you're not starving, but yeah. But I, but I but listen, <laughs> Pat. I, I know there's no question in my mind. Uh, CBDC mm-hmm. is leading to mark of the beast. Yes. Yes. It, that's right. It, it, it will. But uh, in the meantime, yeah. The the question is, when will they? Uh, will it? When they will? When when will they turn the key? The Trilateral Commission has already said that last year was year one. Yep. If this is year two, maybe they're only going to, you know, year, year three, four, maybe 2030. I wonder if my audio, my video is next. Can you see it, hear me? Yeah, you're, you're frozen, but I hear you just fine. So we're getting, a st- we're getting a still image with an intelligent voice. I can live with this. Well, I, if I... Uh, I think I can reset this here. Give us, give me a second. Okay. All right. Yeah, and there you are. You're back in movement. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Who knows? Um. <clears throat> so in any case, this is year two. Maybe it's going to be 2030. Maybe that's what they're shooting for. But I think I see that a lots of lot of signs that they're rushing the process right now to 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 move up the date. Not 2030, but maybe 28, 27, 26, whatever. Um, it could do, be 2024, 24. Do, do they need Do they need a crisis to meet their timelines? I think there's enough of car, enough uh, crises right now to pick from that they don't have to go beyond what we have now. We have, a, you know, the, the, the I say that all of the all of the crises that I call it the poly doom of <laughs> of crises. Um, these are all man made 
they're not natural crises. These are all man-made. Yes, I agree. So um, they're, they have some, mog- some measure of control over them, all to say, and um, they can pull the trigger on any of them. One thing, by the way, one, one thing is not going to happen, I don't think, is an EMP type of attack. I would agree with that. They, they, they don't want to have to rebuild the entire structure. No. A technocracy depends on the technical connection. They're not going to destroy that, destroy that and make all of, all, all of us be out here. Um, we'll, we'll get our pitchforks and torches and whatever will come and hang them. <laughs> you know, you, you bring up an interesting point. What is the flashpoint for civilian resistance on a mass scale? Have you thought about that? I don't know. You know, I, I can. I hate to see say uh, see a, a civil war in America. I hear you because uh, that's that's when we'll get invaded. I totally agree with you. Uh, yeah, but uh, I hope that doesn't happen. It is. It, it may be likely it's going to happen at some point. Um, that will depend probably on the attacks on free speech. That will really uh, put pressure for that to happen. When people cannot speak out, when people are being so frustrated with everything, uh, where people like will be thrown in jail like the J6 people have been thrown in jail because you said something. Yeah. Oh, and you were, oh, or, sure. Because yep. you were deemed to be a terrorist yes. and all your rights are uh, just stripped away. They'll yeah. keep a people are going to be really upset at that point because they can't, they can't speak out. They pro- can't protest. They can't re- get re- uh, a redress of grievances. Um, and the blow, uh, eventually the society will blow. Mm-hmm. Um, with the 2040, excuse me, the 2014 first Central American immigration movement with the beast train and so forth, we got 19 cases of Ebola out of it that we know of, and two people died. I, I considered our, our country lucky. Sorry the people died, but I mean, and we're lucky it wasn't millions. Yes. But let, let me read to you just a couple of short paragraphs here. This appeared in the Denver Post, and it was on Twitter. Denver Health administers first shots of Ebola vaccines. In a milestone moment in the Mile High City on November 27th, Denver Health administered the first live mm-hmm. Ebola vaccine for preventative measures to some patients. And aside, Pat, I covered Crucell Laboratories claimed in 2008 they had an Ebola vaccine, and then after I published it, they scrubbed it. Okay, next paragraph. In 2015, HHS designated Denver Health as one of 13 regional emerging special pathogens treatment centers in the U.S. Let me tell you where my conspiratorial mind goes to. Event 201 and Corona. Mm-hmm. Am I being paranoid and thinking this could happen based on what I'm seeing here? It could. Uh, we, have, again, we have millions of people crossing our border that we're not health checking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <clears throat> we have we have a, a powder ga- powder keg for any number of diseases. That's uh, e- Ebola is really a scary disease for sure, but ninety percent fatal. Yeah, it's not um, as easily transmissible 
as coronavirus is. But that doesn't mean that it can't be weaponized further. (laughs) In 2009, when I started investigating the Crucell Laboratory claims, I found repeated research, and it it looked like it was replicable. In other words, good research, more research along the same lines. And it was Canadian research primarily that said uh, that they believe from the evidence they've seen uh, that Ebola on the limited basis could be aerosolized and be transmitted that way, and it could stay on surfaces, certain surfaces, for longer than immediate contact. Um, And that was 2009. I don't know the efficacy of that, Pat, but I'm telling you, the weaponized part, you may be right, and I'll tell you why. I published on my website back in 2015 the fact that the CDC owns the patent for Ebola. You can't do that unless you've modified it. And when you said weaponized, uh, listen, I I can't prove they've weaponized the vaccine, but how do you get it to be patent and you own the patent and the royalty to all treatments? By the way, I'm sure you were aware of that, too. Yes, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly right. You know, this this whole... um, this whole thing about genetic modification, mm-hmm. this is a uh, this is a, be- a meme. It is is everywhere today, and it's, yeah. we it started out with seeds. You know, Monsanto making re- Roundup Ready, whatever cotton or whatever, and <clears throat> now we see animals of all kinds have been genetically modified. And now we see these messenger RNA therapies that have been they've been passed off as a vaccine, but they're changing that whole structure of the human race with these messenger uh, RNA based uh, shots. This is intentional because this that we see this this the genesis of this genetic movement. They want to change everything. Yes. It doesn't matter what it is, viruses or your DNA. It just doesn't matter. They want to change everything. So when we when we consider that what happened with uh, COVID, it wasn't so much about uh, a nasty uh, virus. It was about the changing the structure of humanity. With the what uh, three or four billion shots were that were delivered to people, now every single uh, new development for a vaccine, quote unquote, um, is all going to be ma- based on messenger RNA. In some places, in some cases, it's going to be straight DNA. Uh, that will with, be injected with unpredictable long range effects. That's what yes. I would add. Yeah. That, that's right. Um, totally. You, you and, jumped. Let me play devil's advocate here. And by the way, my intuition tells me you're absolutely right. But I've taught research and stat and I've written courses. So I've got to stick to my, my scientific training. Weinstein came out in an interview with Tucker Carlson and said 17 million people have died as a result of taking the yes. vaccine. More to come. Okay. I agree. There's an incubation period. But I won't jump to the cause and effect. I looked at the data. If you have 60% of the people that took vaccine in a country, and I've ran the data statistically. I ran it last night, as a matter of fact. You don't have 60% of the people prematurely dying. 
but you have a bump of about 40 to 50% increase in your death rate. That's why our insurance rates are off the chart. I think that becomes cause and effect, but we can't prove it statistically yet. What I think we can show is there's a correlation. More country people get vaccinated in a country, the more people die premature deaths. Mm -hmm. And the evidence is life insurance payouts that are bankrupting the insurance industry. Um, But I think Mm -hmm. you're right. You're alluding to cause and effect. But the first step is to establish a correlation. That's been done. Mm -hmm. And that will get you banned from YouTube. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah, you can't even talk scientific data. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this these are all... Um, morbidity statistics, mm-hmm. Pat, they're not in dispute. Yes. We're talking public morbidity statistics. Vaccination rate, morbidity rate, as one goes up, the other goes up. That's called a positive correlation. I ran the numbers last night. A strong correlation is 0.7, and I got 0.73. But when I isolated the nations that had 50% or above uh, vaccinated, and I eliminated like the 5% people countries, uh, uh, the number jumped up to 0.8. It's an extremely strong correlation between vaccination and early death. Yes, yes. And the, the something that uh, people really don't want to talk about today is about population reduction. Yes. As a policy. Well, they talk I mean, about it. The globalists talk about it. They do. Uh, for some reason, it's too scary for most people to talk about down here. But they, their, their intent on, uh, on uh, declining population at this point. This has been uh, noted by, uh, you know, like for instance, uh, the Club of Rome. Yep. With their uh, limits to growth pop, uh, book that came out uh, what nineteen seventy or something. Uh, they've been on this uh, bandwagon all this time. And we see little snippets of it here and there, like with planned, parent, parent, uh, 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 planned uh, parenthood. But it's getting in your face now with all this stuff going on with the messenger of uh, you know, changing the DNA of human structure. Um. And this is going to be this. This is not an event, but a process, right? The population uh, reduction. It's a process because we see wave after wave after wave of, fa- of things that are putting pressure po- on population and deaths, obviously. Um, so. You know, you can't say, well, if you go and look at to, uh, uh, event uh, 201, for instance. Okay, we see it. We know exactly what they did. Yep. Uh, it was just obvious to anybody looking at it. Um, but that was, oh, that was only part of the process, not just an event. Does that make sense? It makes perfect so, sense. Yeah, so you know, we we shouldn't focus on the event. We should focus on the process that's killing us. We see all of these things coming at us to drive population down. Eventually, it's gonna they're gonna hit it. They're gonna hit hit the nail on the head. Um. Yeah. So this again, this is another reason why uh, you you mentioned the uh, Weinstein. Uh, uh, and Tucker Carlson uh, interview, he talked about free speech. 
that's that's that was a question that Tucker uh, led off with. Yeah, is free speech going to die in twenty twenty four? Yes, that's the that's the right question. Well, they to have ask. to kill free speech so that we can't organize against what they're doing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and, and he 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 gave uh, so so many tells in that uh, his answers, uh, Weinstein, that you you just ch- go go through the thing and pick out the things he says, little nuggets, and we're really screwed here because if we if we cannot cry out. The only thing left is for us to die in silence. This is way, this is how every gen, major genocide has happened in the last 150 years at least, where first free speech, the, the media, the TV, newspapers, whatever, all are silenced to where people cannot cry out. And then that's where the, that's when the killing starts. <laughs> and you, the, the evil part of men has not changed. So if they're intent on killing free speech, and they are, in my opinion, totally vindictive, mean spirited, kill it. If they are successful at this, we we should not let them do it, but they're going to do it if they can. If we lose our ability to communicate like now, like we, we are through media or whatever, uh, blogs, Substack, whatever, if we cannot speak out, we will never know when the other part person dies. And that's how genocide gets started. I've looked at, and this is along the lines of what you're saying, I've looked at um, smart cities extensively. Tucson, you can't really find it in, it's funny, Pat, you can't find Tucson on Google with their smart cities, but you sure as heck can find it um, if you go to their site and search. They obscure the general search. I thought that was funny. Now, I'm giving a statement that's about six months old. But here's what I didn't find. If you and I want to build an office building for um, uh, a public, okay, so let's say we want to open a four-story accounting tax building, we have to have the handicap ramps, we have to have handicap-friendly restrooms, we have to accommodate the elderly and the handicapped. Okay, and there's all kinds of federal and state regulations we got to follow, and it's part of your inspection process. And you'll never get off the ground with your permits unless you've done those things. Yet when I look at the smart cities, I see nothing in there that protects the elderly and the handicapped like we see with Americans with Disabilities Act. Mm -hmm. And I go back to this, Pat. Fabian socialism, one of the five pillars of sociology. If you don't put more into society than you take out, you should be done away with. Am I being paranoid and thinking this is where we're going to start is genocide with the elderly? We've already seen this, haven't we? Uh, go ahead and explain it. Well, when when COVID hit, who were the, perp- the who were the people who got isolated in nursing homes? Oh assisted? my goodness! Yes, very good analogy. Thank you. Oh my very gosh! Good. Yes, it was huge. There there was no compassion whatsoever for those people. 
And then they, they gave died. Him, yeah, they, they gave him remdesivir in solitude. <laughs> and you know, I see. I I remember the people people on the other side of the window, out, on the outside of the build, building, where Grandma is inside. You know, oh, oh, I want to touch you, and they wouldn't let them in, so they had to communicate through a glass window, and they could not get to their loved ones. And those people died in solitary confinement. This and is there was incentive to murder too, and just two stats. 13,000 in many municipalities for many medical facilities, 13,000 for a COVID diagnosis that didn't have to be validated, and 39,000 for a COVID death. Mm-hmm. And I've had doctors tell me repeatedly, yeah, I treated traumatic brain injury from a motorcycle accident, and they changed my uh, analysis to COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was, they, mm-hmm. they gave financial mm-hmm. incentives yeah. to exacerbate the statistics, didn't they? <clears throat> well, yes, they Absolutely, that's true. But you know, back to the to just to the, to the question: Are the er- elderlies on the target list? Those who cannot uh, put in, you know, can't produce anymore. They don't mean anything to these people because no. tech, the technocrat mind value values um, efficiency. More than anything in the world, everything has to be efficient. And so when you look at society from their point of view, well, where is the if where is the inefficiently efficiency is in this the elderly population? They're useless for anything. They can't put they can't put out, they can't produce. They, all they do is suck money what they put into their but well, they already put in, you know, Medicare and so on. But, you know, they suck money out of society. Why do we, why just get, get rid of them? We don't need them. But this was the attitude that swept the whole world when COVID hit. So you, you ask, well, could, could this happen again? Or is it a, is a theme? Do, do we see a theme near? Yes, I think we do. We see no, concern whatsoever for those people in that, you know, 70 plus uh, age bracket are, they're absolutely expendable. Yeah, I agree with you. And and along those lines too, um, AI is coming in and we only got a few minutes left, but I want to get your reaction as AI is coming in. And so there's talk now, it would, Three years ago, there were 14 cities that had universal income programs, yes. basic income. Today, it's over 90. Um, do you think that these globalists who are Fabian socialists will actually support people to do nothing for decades with AI not, taking over? Not for long. <laughs> See, there's your useless eaters that get exterminated second. Oh, yes. Um, this is the, the second thing that I... Uh, put in my update this year for 2024 that, uh, you know, things that keep me uh, up at night, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a sl- I sleep just fine, but when they, when they say things that keep me up, uh, okay, the second thing is AI. <clears throat> Last year was the first year of the AI 
revolution. Period. Hands down. With the release of uh, chat GPT, yep. um, it blew the lid off of the whole thing. It was all the, already, already there and was coming on, but when uh, when OpenAI released it in whatever uh, November and of twenty two, we out now have the first first full year, which co- coincided coincided with the Trilateral Commission's uh, saying this is the first year of the new world order. Okay, yeah, yeah. put this yeah. together now. What what we have with with in store for this year? Open AI will come out with their new version for sure. But now Google has leapfrogged them with this new product they just released last month called Gemini. What what blows the socks off of? Open AI, <laughs> and it's in Google's hands. They're going to roll this out to every conceivable product that they can get their hands on, and they're open up. They're opening up the AI or the um, the API for other people can suck on it. You know, get get their whole hands on it too. This is going to revolutionary revolutionize the world totally. What's the to- What's the purpose of it? Main purpose of of Google's Gemini, yeah. Mm-hmm. It combines all of the different uh, aspects of of AI that they that are conceivable are out there at this point: uh, image, video, uh, text, um, anything, uh, language. It all can be combined at the same time with their AI. This Power. doesn't happen with yeah. open AI right now. It's limited in the 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 the, the channel that can uh, that it can well for instance the first thing that uh, young people did with uh, with um, open AI they figured they could make uh, they could write uh, term papers <laughs> yeah i know you know okay. yeah, we're not we're not going to build i know i hear you we're not going to go down that we don't have time so, to go down now. i'm going to have you back on to talk about ai yeah. but my gosh it's scary and you've teased us because I, i'd like to get you back on sooner rather than later to talk about this but in the time we have left how do people follow your work technocracy.news i'm uh i i let all the articles uh that i post every day Stay live for three days. And that's it. Okay. Now I'm on a, a paid uh, premium subscription. If you want to get more, you can get give me some money. Okay, I hear you. Um, um, yeah. But listen, uh, I'll be in contact because we need to follow up with AI. We just opened up Pandora's totally. box. Yeah. Okay, but this is uh, mind-boggling. We've come this far, but Pat. Thank you so much. I'm glad you're back in the saddle. We need you, and I look forward to having you back on. Thanks so much for coming on today. You bet. God bless.
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.